Adio, buddios. It's time for another episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a very special buddy of mine, my buddy Scott, the owner and founder of Spot On Entertainment. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm doing really well. How about you, Nick? I'm doing fantastic. Happy to have you on the show and happy to have you as an official buddy. You're not a guest on the show. You're a buddy. Excellent. Was that you singing the theme song? No, that was actually a local performer here. Oh, it was um, fantastic. I loved it. Yes. I thought, you know, I want to make this as local as possible. As much as I talk to guests from all over the, you know, all over the nation, I want to add my hometown touch to it. So I wanted a theme song to get people warmed up, get people happy and, you know, give guests a chance to tune in and everything like that. And I'm like, I want it to be someone local. I don't want it to be like paying, you know, 1999 for someone online to do it or something like that. Sure. I want to support, especially since the show was started during the COVID, you know, when performers, you know, you know, firsthand. Sure. Performers, you know, singers, all them were really taking a hit. So right. um, I reached out to a buddy of mine and he sent me that back. So that's awesome. It's perfect. Exactly. So tell us what inspired you to go into show business. Let's start from the beginning. Oh, wow. That's a that's a way back question. I just I always. I always wanted to sing from the time I was a little kid. I used to, I played the piano and um, I sang and I, I played the trumpet in the, in the band. And I just, I, you know, that's the only thing that ever really made me happy. So I just, I decided to stick with it. Beautiful. And now you're also the founder, the CEO, the everything of Spot On Entertainment. How did that's this right. come to be? Well, I uh, I moved to New York. I went to school for musical theater in Cincinnati. And then um, after I graduated, I moved to New York City to be a musical theater star. And after a couple of years there, um, I just decided, you know what, I'm, I I worked, I got to do some great stuff. But I was like, I'm, I'm tired of waiting for other people to give me a chance to, to sing. So I'm just going to make my own opportunities. And um I started doing, you know, solo concerts around the city and I uh, came to the attention of a Broadway composer um, named Stephen Schwartz, who wrote Wicked and Godspell and Pippin and shows like that. And he uh, invited me to go on the road with him and a couple of other singers to do an evening of his music. So I started doing that, had great fun with that. And then the man that booked that concert a, a few years later just sold his business. He just gave it up. And I, I still wanted those concerts to happen. So I asked Stephen if he minded if I tried booking them on my own. He said, no, knock yourself out. So that's how Spot On was born, um, sort of out of necessity to keep that concert going. And then I started creating other concert productions uh, that I could book as well. 
Beautiful. So, you know, you and me met when you came to Erie, Pennsylvania to do your Knights of London show. Right. Could you tell us more about right. some of the shows that you run? Yeah. So um, I, Music of the Knights is probably our, our, our most popular show. It has a real, um, it has a, a wide appeal. Um, and because it, it's, it, it really focuses, it focuses on three different musical knights who happen to be your three favorite people, uh, Sir Andrew Weber, Sir Paul McCartney, and Sir Elton John. Um, and because each of those people have uh, particular fan bases, but also across, you know, uh, a diverse, you know, a fan, they share fans as well. So it, it appeals to a wide demographic. So that got me thinking that we need to create shows that appeal to more than one group of people. So most of our shows work on a, um, a three um, a three tier um, attraction basis, sort of like Music of the Nights. We have a show called The Wonderful Music of Oz, which is all music based on the original novel, The Wizard of Oz. So mm. any song that was written with that original novel as a source material um, is fair game. So it's stuff from Wicked, stuff from The Wiz, stuff from The Wizard of Oz, the movie, pop mm -hmm. songs like Goodbye Yellow Brick Road and Rainbow Connection. So that, that one works that way. We have one called um, Bet Babs and Beyond, which is um, a celebration of the biggest female entertainers of all time. It's sort of the companion piece, the female companion piece to Music of the Nights. But it salutes Barbara Streisand and Bette Midler and Dolly Parton and Adele and Aretha Franklin and Tina Turner and Whitney Houston. And so um, just trying to find um, ways to appeal to the widest number of people possible. Um, but still give them an intimate experience because that's one thing that our that our shows um, sort of uh, I think celebrate is the history of the songs as well. We perform them, but we also give you a lot of backstory about how they were written or why they were written or some interesting facts and tidbits. So it feel they all feel more like you know sort of like theatrical evenings than just concerts. At least that's the goal. Love it, love it. And you know, as you said, those three, Elton John. Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber, Sir Paul McCartney. Those are my top three. You know, we're going to see Elton in 2022 here in September. That's like a oh, bucket wow. list item for me. So I'm actually, we've actually interviewed his percussionist before too. Yeah. So, um, and you know, everyone. Oh, wow. and like Where's he going to be? He'll be in Pittsburgh. Okay. He'll be in, yep. And he's also coming to Cleveland, but I decided I'm a Pittsburgh guy. You know, I'm a... I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so right. Gotta go, you know. Gotta go with the with the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I have to ask you though, because you mentioned this too, which I found ex excitingly true, the fact that those those things that you um, the music that you select appeal to multiple demographics. Because you're absolutely right. Like everyone knows Jesus Christ Superstar and Cats. Everyone knows songs like from the Beatles, right. even though they came out in the '70s. You know, parents aren't ashamed to right. like come out and say like, hey, son, listen to this album that I have. And next thing you know, the child's right. singing help or singing, hey, Jude, you know, and everyone loves, right. Right. loves Paul or um, Elton John. He has a fan base like he has a whole he you look up Elton John on Facebook and you will find 20 fan sites of him like just right. automatically and they're active every day. It's not just something like, oh, once a month you get it's like. People post stuff every day about Elton. So right. with well, that, oh yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the majority of the show, the music of the night, so the majority of that music is 50 years old, which mm -hmm. is amazing to think about. Most of it was written in the 70s. 
And not only has it stood the test of time, it keeps garnering, as you said, new fans because the way we consume and um, find music nowadays is, is so different than when I was growing up. Like everything is sort of at your fingertips. So even if you don't know about you know, Paul McCartney or Elton John or Andrew Weber, you can, you can easily find out about it um, on, mm-hmm. uh, online. Exactly. And the thing I love about it too is when you were doing the show, even just as you were introducing the song, like, okay, the year is 1970. You know, the, we're in the 1970s. Um, a young man by the name of Elton John meets another young man by the name of Bernie Taupin. They're doing, you know, they're doing work together and they create this one song, the one song that catches everyone's attention off the bat. And like instantly in your mind, you just know, like, they're talking about your song. Bam, you go into your song, you know? So like that. So it's easy right. for everyone to follow along. It's easy for everyone to say, I know what's coming up next. It's not, I wonder where this right. is going now or something like that. It's easy. Like right. the entire right. time I'm sitting there, I'm just like, oh, they're about to sing Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Or they're going to end with Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Or they're going to, they're going to go into, um, they're going to, I don't know how to love him. Cause that's the hit song in Superstar, you know? So it's very easy right. for people to follow along. But I got to ask now, out of your, out of those, out of Sir Elton John, Sir Paul McCartney, and Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber, what are your three, mm-hmm. what are your favorite songs? One from each of them. Um, gosh, that's such a, tar- a tough question. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber, I, I mean, I love Andrew Lloyd Webber. He's, I, I think he's just, everything um i probably i think i probably like i don't know how to love him actually i know that's not his most famous but for for me it's it's the simplest and it, mm-hmm. it's so effective um and it works on many different levels and i like how it functions in the show that it's sung by both mary magdalene and the character of judas mm-hmm. um without even switching the lyrics but the song takes on a different meaning depending on who's singing it yes um yeah and uh, for Elton John, it's probably Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. I just think that's a, a thrilling, thrilling song. Mm-hmm. And uh, for Paul McCartney, I mean, Paul McCartney on his own, it's probably uh, Silly Love Songs. I think that's just mm-hmm. an excellent, excellent song. Uh, but Paul McCartney is part of the Beatles. It would probably be Yesterday. Yes, absolutely. And like yeah. you said, how like, about you? For me, I'm a big fan of I'm Still Standing. My group, my fiance oh, that's an over awesome here. Song. Yes, my fiance over here can attest. She hears it almost every day. You know, yeah. um, for Andrew Lloyd Webber, I got to go with the classic song Superstar. You know, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Just the scene when um when uh, Judas is like talking to him from the dead, basically saying like, "Tell me what you think your friends are." You know, all that right. stuff. It's just got yeah. such a catchy rhythm. And yeah. then um. For Sir Paul McCartney, I have to go with Hey Jude. Because no matter what, yeah. like, if you're just having one of those days, if you're just having, like, a day where you just feel like you're down the dumps or, like, life's basically throwing you a right hook to the side, you know, you just turn on that song and it just reminds you, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be, you know, don't be so down. You know, you were made to the, or remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it That's better. Right. You know? Like, or right. like you were made to go get her or you were made to yeah. go get her. Now go out and get yeah. her. Take a sad song. And get her. Bam. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. So minus the um, Knights of London, who are some of your musical role models? Well, you know, it's so fun. Well, Stephen Schwartz, who I mentioned earlier, is was is my all is my all time favorite. So when I got uh-huh. a chance to work with him, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" So uh, that was a that's a real thing. And then I, primarily, I'm drawn to female artists. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, just when I was growing up, those are the records that I listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love Dolly Parton, for example. I think yes. she's not only a great entertainer, but she's a phenomenal songwriter. And yes. I think most people aren't aware of the fact that with the exception of Islands in the Stream and Here You Come Again, uh, which were written by other people, virtually every other Dolly Parton song was written by Dolly. I mean, she's an extraordinary uh, songwriter and musical storyteller, which I think is just, you know, fabulous. Um, I love Tina Turner. I love um, uh, Whitney Houston. I'm a huge Whitney Houston fan. When I was younger, I, well, I still, I, I grew up listening to Olivia Newton-John. I mean, you know, just a whole, whole bunch of, you know, female voices. Um, uh, sort of, that's sort of like where I sort of found my, you know, aesthetic and, and my way of singing and my style and stuff was sort of singing along with them to the radio. So it just sort of, they, they sort of are the backbone of my performing style. Love it. Love it. And you mentioned some great people there. My mom's a huge Dolly Parton fan. She was so shocked yesterday when the news came out that she uh, denied the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like, or she stepped down yeah. from it. But I think I think she's Isn't got. Isn't that spot. so cool, though? Yes, I love how yeah. it was. I think was, I think. Was, yeah, I love it. it was for the selfish. Yeah. Re- it wasn't for the. It was for the selfless reasons, rather than like, just yeah. like, oh, I don't want this. Like, I don't need this. I'm much more important than it. It's just, I want other right. people to have their shot. I'll get in eventually, but. I want everyone else to have this. Yeah, I don't well, want to be the breaking boat, like the the one right. boat that and someone doesn't get in on. Right. And her point being, she's not a rock and roll person. Yeah. She's a country music icon. So I think I think her saying, you know what, I'm really honored and flattered, but I don't feel like I've deserved this. I think that was a really cool thing for her to do. So yes. Another reason to love Donald. Yes. Now, buddy, um, I gotta ask, what shows do you have coming up for our fans out there listening who might be in a certain area that they can catch you. Well, we have uh, this weekend, uh, we have a group in Cincinnati with the Cincinnati uh, pops uh, doing the Aretha Franklin tribute called respect a tribute to Aretha Franklin. And then next week uh, we're for folks in Jacksonville, Florida, we're doing a big gala for the um, Jacksonville symphony. That's a tribute to the music of studio 54, um, which is really fun and really cool. Um, so disco stuff, great stuff from the seventies. Also next weekend, our show Jersey boys and girls, which is a celebration of all the artists from the state of New Jersey. So like Frank Sinatra, Bon Jovi, Whitney Houston, Dionne Warwick, uh, Paul Simon actually was born in uh, New Jersey. Uh, so that is going to be out in California at Irvine Barkley, um, in Irvine, California next weekend. So those are the, those are the things we have in the next week, but, um, one of my favorite shows is actually called "You've Got a Friend: The Music of Carol King, James, uh, The Music of Carol King, Neil Sedaka, and the Music of the Brill Building," and it's all about the songwriters that lived and worked in the Brill Building in the '60s and '70s in New York City, um, including Carol King and Neil Sedaka. And that's going to be in Indianapolis, uh, which is not that far from some uh, Pennsylvania listeners, um, uh, on April 15th and 16th. Um, at the Hotel Carmichael, the Feinsteins at the Carmichael in Indianapolis. That's going to be a really a special date. 
So we have, I mean, we have, we're somewhere every week. We've got at least one or two shows out somewhere every week. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. we don't have them listed on our website, or I would just give you the website to go to. Mm -hmm. We, uh, they're 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 sold and marketed by the, by the venues that we play, but we're getting a lot of people saying, "Could you please just put a a running order, a, a calendar on your website so we can follow you?" So I think we're gonna I think we're gonna do that. It doesn't exist just yet, but we're gonna work on that. Awesome. Hey, send us the link when you do, and we'll put it on this episode. So, but I please will. also bring that New Jersey I show will. to Erie. Bring that New Jersey show to Erie, please, when you do, because that is that I'm a big Bon Jovi fan, you know? The Jersey show? Yes. The one you mentioned with all the yeah. New Jersey artists. Yeah. Isn't Bon Jovi great? Oh, living on a prayer, man. Living What's your on a prayer. Bon Jovi song? Living on a prayer. Right. We're halfway there. You know? Yeah, it's awesome, even, isn't it? That's yes. The, that's in the show. And it's motivational too. It's motivated. There's like a great like, guy that we work with. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. After you. There's a, a great guy that I a great guy that I work with that's in this show named Ashton Michael Corey, and he does the Bon Jovi stuff, and he's fabulous. I mean, he sounds amazing. So yes. you would love it. Yes. And like I was saying, that it's so motivational. It's so just like the, just the song Living on a Prayer or just like wanted dead yeah. or alive, you know? Saying yeah. like, hey, we're halfway there, or you know, no matter what I do, whether I'm wanted dead or alive, I still do what I do. That's right. That's right. He does have a lot of positive. His music is more positive than people think about. Um, yes. Being, you know, rock stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I love him. He's a, he's a, he's a great a great uh, songwriter, great performer, great humanitarian. So, what's not to like? Exactly. Now, buddy, I gotta ask you, keeping it audience appropriate, of course. What's the funniest story you have from your time on stage? Like, what's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you? Well, oddly enough, one of them happened the night you were in Erie. Mm. I there was a I had a hole in my pants right in the front uh, by my zipper, um, oh. and sort of oh, there's nothing I could do about it, so I had to just keep going. So that that has now become a, a running uh, story. Ever since we were in Erie, we've told that story, and the audience loves it. Yes, because they love being a part of something like that. But years ago, sort of a similar thing, I was with John Boswell in Florida, our piano player, John Boswell in Florida, and I walked off stage for him to do a number, and I I went to the you know to the dressing room, and I I, I unzipped my pants to you know tuck in my shirt, pull it tight, and zipped my pants up, and the zipper came undone from the bottom up, so I busted the zipper. So oh. I I had to go back out the second half of the totally busted zip, do the whole show with a busted zipper. There's no choice. So those are the, probably the funniest things because they happened to me. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. But exactly. I mean, there've been glitches and, and other stuff that other folks were responsible for or, or glitches of my own, but this was something sort of out of my control, but it happened to me and I just had to roll with it. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's the definition of the and show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think audiences like seeing stuff like that. It makes it feel like they're seeing something special or something real or something nobody else gets to see. So it, it, it always works out. We find a way to manage it work. Whatever comes at us, we find a way to make it work. Yes, absolutely. Now, buddy, we have to make this an official buddy cast. I got two more questions for you. Okay. The first one is brought to us by our buddy Jonas Kane from Hashtag Positivity. He wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Well, I think to be someone's buddy is to have their back. 
you know what I'm saying? Someone yes. that you can like, whenever, you know, if you need, a, we got, people have a lot of friends. Most people mm-hmm. have a lot of friends or acquaintances, but buddies are very special because a buddy is somebody that no matter what, what you need, they're going to be there for you with just a phone call or a text or whatever. Um, and so that's why, um, that's why buddies are, are so special and so valued. When you got a buddy, you got to hang on to them. Exactly. Speaking of buddies, tell our buddy Lorinda we said hi. You know, I will. I will. She asked about you. She's so excited. She's probably I, maybe she'll be watching. Yeah, I hope she is. But if not, she'll catch yeah. the replay. That's the beauty of BuddyCast. You can yeah. always catch the replay on our Facebook page. That's right. So, and now, buddy, it's time for what we call the ultimate BuddyCast buddy question. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. What is your advice to anyone who wants to be a performer one day? Well, what I always say, it's a very hard business. Um, But I say, if you get up in the morning and you have a passion for something, if you get up and you say, I, gosh, I just got to sing today. I don't know how, or I don't know how it's going to happen, but I I just got to sing today. If you get up with that feeling inside, then you should follow it and be a singer. If you get up and think, ah, I could sing today or I could go for a walk or I could read a book. If it's not, if it's not a driving force, then maybe (laughs) think about not devoting your life to it. But if it's something that you feel with your whole being um, and it's the thing that makes you come alive at all times, then you should 100% pursue it Um, because it's really in your hands. You, you, you have the power, which is, which is what a, a lot of, I don't think a lot of people realize a lot of artists wait for someone else to give them permission to share their gifts. But you can do that. The world is your oyster now. There are so many ways to do it, you know, online, uh, streaming, you know, videos, TikTok, you know, recordings you can make. Like, there, there's nothing to hold anybody back now. So no. if you, if that's really what you, what, what makes you, your heart sing, then you should follow it and don't let anyone stand in your way. That's my mm-hmm. advice. And you just described how BuddyCast was created. Just a string on my heart that I've had, I had for the longest time. To finally say, you know what? I'm going for it. So you just described that. And I want to ask you for one more piece of advice. Yeah, and look at you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to ask you for one more piece of advice before we close out this show, which is what about advice to anyone who wants to own like an entertainment company? Do what you do right today, you know, to start a company like Spot On Entertainment. What's your advice to them? What was the- so to, for anyone who um, to, yeah do what you do today, like with spot on entertainment, own their own entertainment company. What's your advice to them? Do it. I mean, at the end of the day, we all have to, everybody has to have a job. Everybody on the planet has to have a job. You can't live without one. So it might as well be something that you love and enjoy doing because at the end of the day, we all have a job, but if it's something you love, it doesn't feel like a job. Exactly. you know, find out what makes you special, what makes you special and unique and play to those strengths. Don't try to copy anybody else. Don't try to be what somebody else is. Be your own thing, but put it out there because chances are it's going to take off. Exactly. There's a, I saw this in a TV show once that said, man who works for passion is much richer than man who works for money. That's right. I, well, buddy, thank That's you right. so, so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. It was a true honor and a true pleasure. You're welcome back anytime. 
And before we close out this episode, I have one favor to ask you. Whatever you do today, please go be someone's buddy. I'll do it. You got it. Awesome. For all my buddies. Thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Scott. Please, if he comes to your area, check him out. You won't be disappointed. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. This has been another episode of BuddyCast, and we'll catch you next time here on everybody's favorite show. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past. Buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.